This is Valerie Van Boeven with the Senior Care Industry Netcast, where leaders with three or more years in the senior care industry share their advice at six questions in nine minutes. So let's get to it. In a few sentences, tell us who you are and what you do. Very good. Thank you, Valerie. My name is Annalie Kruger. My company is called Care Right Incorporated. I am a geriatric social worker consultant. I used to work in long-term care centers as a social worker and in 2011 decided to start my own company to help families actually have a family aging plan and talk about the what-ifs of aging before they end up in medical crisis. Unfortunately, um, most families wait until they're in a crisis, like mom dies and what do we do with dad? He has dementia or dad's dementia progressed. Now what do we do? Um, so I work with families across the country. I'm nationwide. I've used video conferencing for at least seven years because families just don't live down the block from each other anymore. So I work with families to develop an aging plan. It reduces the caregiver burnout um, that these daughters and sons call me with, and it also helps families make more informed decisions and receive better quality of care. I, I totally, I, I love your business concept, and of course, we've been virtual for many years too, and so I totally get where you're coming from. There's so much that can be done, and I think that all of us who are accustomed to working in a more virtual environment are very lucky right now. Right. <laughs> we we right. are... We're very lucky. Um, but also the piece you said about um, your original inspiration and, and thought process was you're going to help people plan ahead for that crisis. I think I had the same thought a million years ago and quickly realized that doesn't happen very often. <laughs> it does not. One, one tool that I encourage families to get to purchase is, is I'll just show this. It's the grab and go binder. It's an organizational tool to get all of your paperwork in order. There's at least 50 different checklists of what, what you should have in place at your fingertips so that when or if that medical crisis happens or that unexpected death, your family isn't left in the lurch trying to figure out what accounts do we have, what insurance is there that we can leverage and what's dad's social security number. So um, that's, that's been really helpful for families to also get, get completed and it. That also gives them peace of mind. And is this something that we can find on your website or where do you get that? Yeah. So that's actually on my www.carerightinc.com website. That's make There's a great, a, great gift too. It is. It's yeah. I usually sell about 50 of them a week or I wish a week, <laughs> 50 of them a month. <laughs> But still, nice. yeah, I think yeah. that we're on, we're going to be on your list <laughs> here in just a minute because I know some parents who could use that. Excellent. Um, yeah. So, okay. So let me get back to my, what, what we're talking about here too. And that is um, the next question, which is what is the best thing about serving aging adults and their families? Oh, that's easy. Um, I've actually known since I was nine years old that I was going to be a social worker. And what prompted that is my oldest sister went missing. And my parents were um, also taking care of my aging grandparents. So they, I had two sets of grandparents living with us when we were growing up. And we were farmers. And so when my oldest sister went missing, um, she was out of state. She was at college out of state and she um, got abducted. And so mom and dad had to spend a lot of time and energy um, away from 
from helping take care of grandma and grandpa. So us kids, the, the rest of us kids that were still at the house, we really stepped up to help make sure that grandma and grandpa were well taken care of. And that just really solidified, like, I need to help families who have aging loved ones and we need to, we need to help support them because it gets overwhelming quickly. So the best thing is about helping families and serving families is with these aging plans and the grab and go binder, it gives them the peace of mind that we have a plan put together so that if or when their health condition changes, we know which home care companies we're going to use. We know which retirement communities that we may move into. And we also know that they have their legal documents in order, their funeral arrangements in order, and all of that kind of stuff. So that, that improves their quality of life for the whole family. And it also obviously improves the family dynamics. So it, it prevents a lot of fighting when you already have these conversations while things are going well. Yes, absolutely. There's uh, the dysfunction in families um, uh, comes to a head very quickly when there's a crisis. That's just the nature of the beast. And um, so, yep, getting all this out of the way in advance is so important. That's okay. I hear from other senior service providers. We're going to talk about online marketing because you are virtual. So you're going to have a great answer for this. I hear from other senior service providers that marketing online is challenging because it's confusing and ever-changing. What has been your experience? I don't find it to be that at all. In fact, I find it to be easier. It's more time efficient because nobody has to keep driving to and from people's offices or to and from various Starbucks to meet with people. So it's no different than, because I do video conferencing with families and with potential referral sources. So it's, it's like we're sitting across the table from each other, but we're not. And so it's much more time effective and time efficient so that we can focus our time and energy and resources on our clients instead of spending five or 10 hours a week driving to and from places to market with people. So for me, it's been a lot of, it's been a huge time saver and it has, um, it, it helps people still understand the value of what care right services are. And I understand what the value is that they bring to the table too. So I really think that healthcare needs to kind of up their game and just get into this century and realize that this is how the world is going is all virtual and need to start getting comfortable with that. Yes. I would th- say that having, um, getting accustomed to being on a zoom call or whatever platform you use is going to be a feather in your cap, whether you are the owner of a company or you're someone who works for a company, this platform or whatever one you choose to use is going to be definitely integrated. I I don't, you know, I I know the human, the human connection is so important, but we're in a moment in time where that's not really a great idea for a lot of people, especially our seniors. So this is definitely helpful. Absolutely. And with, with my business model, because when I built my business, um, it was in 2011. So it was right after the economy had tanked and it was like trying to slowly crawl back up into, yes. into a decent economy. <laughs> and so when I built my business, I thought, what is going to be as recession proof? And apparently now pandemic, <laughs> didn't think about a pandemic, but what's going to be as recession proof that's going to be a need as long as I'm alive, that I'm passionate about, that I'm good at, that I can help people. And so that's why I went virtual. And the reality is that it increased my business by 80% versus just focusing on my immediate market. I help families in 28 states and that changes by the week. Sure. It's really really cool to be able to offer that to people nationwide and no one has to jump on an airplane 
to meet with me. We just, we just zoom. Yep. We just zoom. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do. So, um, that, that's awesome. I'm glad it's, it's, it's refreshing to talk to someone who's been doing this at least as long as I have or, and you know, it's, um, I mean, 2011 was, I think the fallout from 2008 um, really hit home, at least for our business in 2011, it was craziness. And being virtual and being online was the savior of all of, you know, whatever we do. So, Well, you, you always have to be a pioneer and think outside the box instead of just following mainstream how things have always been done because that's not going to keep you in business, you that's know. Right. So you always have to innovate, whatever that means to each industry, but you have to be innovative if you want to really be effective and successful. Exactly. Okay. So we talked about this earlier. <laughs> okay. This is my next question. <laughs> what other successful leaders or mentors or inspirations have there been in your life that sort of catapulted you into this? You told us a great story about your grandparents and your family, um, but what has got you started down this, this business road and who would you like to say hi to or just say I yeah, I would have to say it's it's truly my family and my most immediate friends who see how difficult this work really is when you're when you're constantly faced with crisis, crisis, crisis. It, when you're a social worker and you're compassionate and you care, you absorb that that crisis energy that you have every single day because no one ever calls me because things are going well right? <laughs> things have already turned really bad really quickly. And so we have to jump on things quickly. So I have to do a shout out to my amazing friends and family who have put up with a lot of me canceling things at the last minute because I have to Zoom with a family at seven o'clock when I'm scheduled to do, you know, go to a pizza, <laughs> pizza party. So I just have to do a shout out to my, to my closest friends and family um, and my board of directors. I'm a corporation. So my board of directors has been alongside with me every step of the way since 2011 and given me so much guidance. And I really appreciate that and value that. That is great. Yep. Our families do have a lot to do with uh, in one way or another, probably how we get into our business, but having good friends that get it is really helpful always. That's right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's right. Okay. So what piece of advice would you give to other senior care providers out there? You run into a lot of them. Yes, I, I do. Um, number one, <laughs> one is to really be the better, be a better advocate for your clients. <laughs> so we, we have to make their lives easier and make their families' lives easier. And so when you know that there's a resource out there that can help them, we need to be better at making sure that we're connecting each other with each other's organizations. For example, I've asked every single um, company, home care, and all those that I've worked with down here in Southwest Florida, if there's another business like CareRight that does aging plans and the grab-and-go binder, and the answer has always been no. So my phone should ring off the hook, but unfortunately, it does not from, from our healthcare providers. So that's one thing of advice is when you know that there's a resource, it's a value add, you need to start addressing those needs and making those refers, referrals to those, to those um, businesses that can help. Another piece of advice is not only that, which is part of advocating for your clients' better outcomes, um, but also using, using more technology and not to be afraid of it. Seniors are getting more and more tech savvy, and that's fantastic. 
that means we have to catch up to that too. And so, so those are, those are two, two pieces of advice is start, you know, make, make referrals to other providers. We, we can't just keep focusing in our lane. We have to work as a collaborative team and that's just been a downfall of healthcare for a long time. That's one of the other reasons I started my business. Everybody works in silos. So that would be my advice is stop working in silos. (laughs) You are not the first person to say that word, stop working, or that phrase, stop working in silos. And in fact, I think it was another social worker we had on who is in the Atlanta area, and she works for a home care agency, and she's wise beyond her years. She's just, she's so young and so fabulous, but but she said (laughs) the same thing. Excuse me. She said, quit. Uh, We we work in silos, and we Mm -hmm. have to do better in working together. So, um yeah, we've heard that from, uh, she might not be even the only one beside you, but you're right. We tend to focus on getting our job done and, you know, moving on to the next instead That's of right. saying, okay, let's get, make sure this, this, and this. I totally agree with you. Even in the hospital setting, oftentimes uh, people don't communicate with each other and they're in the same building. That's right. And the hospital is one of the reasons why I started CareRight. I started CareRight for a lot of different reasons, but the reality is when, when I was working as a social worker in long-term care, I was doing tours of these families and they were always in crisis. They had no, they would literally come to the care center with this like stack of brochures and they had no idea what to look for and ask about. So after 18 years of that, I'm like, this is ridiculous. We have to do better. Our our patients and our families and clients deserve better. And so we have to stop passing the passing the baton because these people drop off. You know, they they get lost in the shuffle and then the hospital doesn't know it. And the oncoming organization doesn't know it because no one's communicating properly and really taking these families by the hand. And that's what they need. Yes, they do. They yep. no no point of reference for any of this unless they've worked in the industry. And even then, when it's your mom or your dad, whoosh, it all goes out the window. That's right. Suddenly, you don't know what you're doing anymore. So <laughs> it's a much different scenario. I would totally agree with you on all those points. All right, my last question is this: When you have a win, it could be in life, it could be a graduation, it could be a a party for something. Uh, it could be that a client is super happy and you know in your heart that you did a great job for them. This is how I celebrate. Oh, look at the baby. Oh, this my is God. Reggie. So this is how I celebrate. He has been a godsend. He <laughs> is a Hurricane Irma rescue poodle. Aww. And so when I because I have wins every day because I get these families in a much better position than they were. So we spend a lot of time together and we hang out and he's, he's how I celebrate. He's your office staff. I he see is that. My office staff. <laughs> <laughs> I have to make my office staff leave the room when I'm on a call like this. Otherwise it's bark city. So we, have- Oh, he's, he's actually on almost every single zoom call I do. Aww. Um, He's either on my lap or behind me, and then sometimes he pops his head out, and everybody, most people like dogs, and so they're like, oh my gosh, he's so cute. Yes. So yeah, this is this is Reggie. So he's how I celebrate. <laughs> nice. I love it. Oh, dog lover here. Yes, absolutely. That is the first answer we've had with a dog in the lap, so I love it. I love it. Awesome. I, I want to thank you for being on the show and we will make sure that everyone who sees this knows how to get in touch with you nationwide. Um, and, you know, and, and I will be going to the website and looking at the grab and go binders for parents and for ourselves, because 
um, we have 13 year olds um, and certainly if something happened to one of us, mm-hmm. it's much easier for them to go to an adult and say, you know, or for one of us as an adult to go to help get help with a, a binder full of everything we need. That's right. That's yeah. right. All yeah. right. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate the interview oh, and yeah, we'll be in touch. I really appreciate the time today. Thank you.